She asked me if I had forgiven her. I stared blankly into her eyes. I had not even had time to process the events of three hours prior because of the film strip that was playing in my head. The truth was, I was back in 1997. Somewhere in the first actual house I had ever lived in, pinned against a wall, with blood draining from my ear. I paced around and I shook my arms, trying to get my hands to stop shaking. Doctors, nurses, technicians, and even some patients were staring at me. The police officer asked me for my address and I couldn't remember it. My vacant stare concerned him, I could tell, and he finally gently said, Ma'am, it's okay. It's over. You're safe. We're here with you. I barely heard him over the gushing sound of my heartbeat drumming in my ear like an ever-present friend, reminding me that I was alive, and he reminded me that I was safe. After the police report and the sting wore off where I was struck across the face, and after I found my glasses 25 feet from where I was struck, one of my co-workers demanded that I leave the emergency department and get some quiet, and so I did. I sat in the Zen room at the hospital listening to the waterfalls and trying very hard to get into the present and away from 1997. John's face flashed over and over in my mind's eye, as did his fist coming at mine. Deep down, I began to feel anger, resentment, and sadness. Also included in that bucket list of feelings was frustration. 1997 was a long time ago. Why does it feel like I'm there right now? I called Chris and told her what happened. And as soon as I heard her voice, I started to cry. It's the flashbacks I told her. They won't stop. All I see are fists coming at me. And why do people always want to hit me? Do I have some sign written on my head? At that moment, I truly felt confused, embarrassed, hurt, mad. I was so angry. I wasn't angry at just being slapped in 2023. I was angry all over again at the 12 years of being hit in the face. But I was frustrated because I had laid this at the foot of the cross. What was the deal? Why? Why am I dealing with this all over again? I have spent thousands of dollars in therapy processing this. I have forgiven him. Why was I so tormented? This is PTSD and I was reminded that I have it. And when I realized that I got even angrier, because while I walked into that violent marriage with plenty of trauma, his abuse of me just sealed the deal. My body, soul, and mind eventually gave in, finished fighting, and resigned to just existing. I have worked hard over the years to deal with my PTSD. I have this podcast. I work in behavioral health, and as I said, I've forgiven him, so why the anger? Some of the work I am doing with one of my counselors encourages me to sit with these questions, and so I did. That night was sleepless, much like the nights in 2009 that sent me to the hospital with a complete nervous breakdown. Every time I closed my eyes, I saw either his fist or her hand coming at my face. My heart rate responded to the memory, kind of as it is right now, and the old-time feeling of impending doom lay on my chest. I got up, I washed my face, I went outside, watched YouTube videos, played soft music, anything to make it stop. And then, 
that still small voice louder than all the noise, almost as if to say, let's talk. I was immediately reminded of a lyric from a song. Throwing down words I don't fully understand. I could be talking to myself, but I don't think I am. And so I started to talk to Jesus. I envisioned him in the garden, and I imagined his feelings of betrayal. My heart felt his question. Basically, his question was, can we just not? I felt that prayer in my bones at that moment. But the answer to me was the same that answer that Jesus was given in the garden. As I lay there with tears streaming, I cried out to him. But I have forgiven him and worked so hard to be okay. Why can't you help me? I picked up my phone and typed in Psalm 91 in the search bar. The prayer that I a long time ago dubbed the PTSD prayer. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Surely He will save you from the fowler's snare and from the deadly pestilence. He will cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the errors that fly by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys midday. A thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand, but it will not come near you. You will not only observe with your eyes and see the punishment of the wicked, if you say, The Lord is my refuge, and you make the most high your dwelling place, no harm will overtake you, no disaster will come near your tent. For he will command his angels concerning you, to guard you in all of your ways. They will lift you up their hands so that they will not strike a foot against a stone. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample the great lion and the serpent. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will then call on me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. You will tread on the lion and the cobra. You will trample on the lion and the serpent. That refrain echoed in my head. And I think the lion and the serpent were right there in bed with me. Lord, I prayed, please make the arrows stop. Help me have victory again over this. And then my heart knew what the answer was in that moment. Amy, you have to forgive again. My face flushed with anger. This request seemed unfair and like a hurdle. I did not have the strength to jump. But then I remember what I've been telling you all season long. Forgiveness is not a suggestion, but a commandment. So I prayed for strength and hoped to walk that forgiveness journey again. But this time I was very aware that if John were alive today, he would still be torturing me and I would literally be physically hiding from him. I would need to forgive him every single day. Gratefulness washed over me, and I realized I had not been in this place for a very long time. Grace, like rain, followed, and suddenly forgiving him again did not seem like a Herculean task. You see, talking to Jesus is a privilege I have and that you have because the Father said no to Jesus' question in the garden. His subsequent death on the cross for us is why I had access to the Father and healing that night. I felt his presence at that moment, and I said, Lord, Help me forgive him again. I remember John's last words as I left her home. I am so sorry, 
He had called me outside, lifted his sunglasses so I could see his tears, and recited those words. I will never know if he was sincere because he continued to make life hard for me after I moved, and ultimately he made the, he, he the five-day hospital stay necessary. As I prayed, my heartbeat slowed down. And I thought how it is too that my heart itself is also physically broken because of him. And more gratefulness washed over me because each time my heart beats is one more time than it should be given that what he did to destroy my heart valve. I thought of the money I pay each month to keep his evilness that is running through my veins at bay. It kept piling up in the form of memories and a growing list of things I needed to forgive again. And so I began. I don't know what the transaction of forgiveness looks like for others, but for me, it's a running monologue in my head. And then I, then I began to throw down those words I don't fully understand. I know that I'm not talking to myself, so peace begins. Sometimes when there are no words to throw down, I ask him to listen to the song of my heart. It is a song of gratitude for access to him and a plea to bottle up the tears and make every one of them matter. He promised he would do that, and I believe it. Otherwise, these dark nights of my soul would be unbearable, just like those days when I was getting punched in the face by someone who vowed to love me forever. And so I said the words into the dark air, words I did fully understand. I forgive you again, John. Sometime in the early morning, I finally fell asleep, as did the film strip in my head. I woke up thinking of you, my listeners, and this season on forgiveness. I want you to know that the freedom that comes with forgiveness. I also want you to know that I understand that that feeling that's in your chest that shows up as anger but is really hurt. I know that forgiving people that hurt you deeply is akin to parting the Red Sea, but I'm also reminded that we know who actually did part the Red Sea. I know that if you throw up words that you don't fully understand, you too may be able to find your way through the Red Sea. If you know Jesus, the star of the story, you can access a soft heart towards those that hurt you. I pray for soft hearts, our last guest said, and I believe that is the crux. I can't forgive John alone, and I understand that I have to forgive him again because my flesh is weak and my heart fails as we read in Psalms. Guys, I want this peace for you. I want you to know that you don't have to live with that film strip in your head. I want you to know that Jesus is a way maker and that he loved you so much that he died for you. Soon we will celebrate our suffering Savior and the forgiveness that he extended to us. Easter always reminds me of the incredible cost of my peace. I finally answered her question. Yes, I forgive her, of course. The patient that assaulted me had asked my friend to ask me that question. The slap heard around the emergency room sent me on this journey of forgiveness again. And it reminded me that PTSD does what it does and that only throwing up words I don't fully understand stops the film strip or makes watching it bearable. Thank you, Jesus, for the blood applied. Glory to your name. Here I am, you can see that I'm nowhere near where I want to be, but you, you remain so good, and you never change, you love me still. Always so good And you have 
perfect way. 